Hi, and welcome. I'm Z. And I'm Keith. And we're going to tell you about the movie that we just watched. But first, a little bit of a heads up. Some of the movies we watch deal with heavy subject matters. In order to talk about these emotionally delicate things and the heavy subject matters that we sometimes cover, we add humor and crude language to add some levity and to process our own trauma. If that doesn't feel fun or safe for you, we completely understand. Please take care of yourself first and foremost. And we spoil the end of pretty much every movie that we watch. Now you know. (laughs) On with the show. And how? Yeah, I remember. Now everybody loves to reference the trolley problem. problem yeah. Thanks, Cheaty, <laughs> or whoever. Thanks, writers of Cheaty. Um, that was one of the first shows where someone I had followed because they were funny on Twitter became a writer on that show. Oh wow. And I don't think they had had that kind of a job. I'd like one, of the, seemingly one of the people who got a job because they wow. were funny on Twitter. That's wild. What's that like to get a job because people? Like no idea. It? But speaking of that, <laughs> uh huh. I just watched Pop Culture Detective put out a video about a whole video on that. Strange World. I guess it's a new Disney film. Uh, that's solar punk. But uh, one of the characters is voiced by Jabuki. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Star of Only Murders. Yeah. <laughs> and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Twitter eight. Infamous, AD. infamous BC. tweet deleter. Yeah. Jabuki. Twitter BM before Musk. Yeah, we're all we're all BM over there. And not BLM. So, we're talking about Silence of the Lambs, obviously, by the fact that Keith is being funny himself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, After we did the lobby, I thought, well, first of all, like, subscribe, do all the things. Hey, y'all. We're Z Become Keith. a patron. Yeah. Please. Which Guess which one is Z and guess which one is Keith. You'll never guess. We sound identical now. <laughs> um... Yeah, it's yeah, it's just us talking about movies, you know. But we're fun. Yeah, we are fun. We're hilarious. I think we're fucking hilarious. Like literally, we record this podcast. <laughs> I know you can't believe that we do that, but we record this podcast and then Keith will edit it and then he'll send me basically the the um thing. And like every every now and then it's so rare. Sometimes there'll be like a little like clip, like there'll be a, like a little mistake or there'll be like, you know, something where there's like space or something, you know, they will be like every now and then they'll be, sometimes I fuck up. Yeah. But it's so, it's so fucking rare. Um, so it's like, I just give it a listen to make sure that it's, you know, passable. I I very much appreciate it. And I'm like hysterically laughing 
I'll be like in tears sometimes. It makes me so happy when I <laughs> can hear you laughing at. They're laughing at us. Yeah. Like, it's so fucking pathetic. I think we're so funny. I think we should get a job writing because of how funny we are. I don't want to write for other people. <laughs> I know. Same. I think that we should at least get paid to do. <laughs> this. That's what I would. Which like. to our patrons, thanks. I know Absolutely. it's it's. I know y'all think you're not doing much, but wanting to pay to hear oh, some I don't know of if us. Think that's. That insane well yeah. i don't know you know how people will be like oh all they do yeah. is give a and you're like oh that's all <sighs> come on come on um come on. <laughs> shop shop chitty chitty thanks i didn't do it i pinched I my p- nose and it just sounded like i was like oh it sounds the same <laughs> chitty chitty bakes chitty Thanks, thanks. <laughs> anyway, we've been saying, because there's that one fucking episode sure, of Bob's sure. Burgers <laughs> where um, H. John is, because he plays like multiple characters in it, but he's playing just a one-off little kid character who's a kleptomaniac. And there's this, scene, <laughs> there's this scene where he's just walking by and he goes, shop, 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 shop. The fuck? Fucking funny, and we've just been saying that to each other for days. And by the time we listen to this, we'll have stopped doing it. And I'll be like, "Oh yeah, we were doing that, weren't we?" Hopefully. That's always how it is. I'm like, "This is gonna be our new thing." And then we, and then like a year later, I'm like, "I don't remember <laughs> why we did that." Here's a blast from the past. <laughs> regular notes. Oh my god, that's right. You were such a fan of regular notes. Yeah, I was trying to make that a yeah ting. Yeah. Now I have no idea what you were saying. You had to uh, <laughs> translate for me. Decrypt. <laughs> now now you want to make everything blow out jokes. <laughs> blow out jokes. Jokes. <laughs> Stupid idiot. I, I think you are at least as on board as I am. <laughs> I didn't say I wasn't. I just said that was it's your idea. Like. All right. Thank you. I you hope. sent me a quote. You sent me, quote, blowed out chodes, and you were like, new t-shirt. I didn't, oh, I didn't do right. that. I didn't fucking do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're like, you, you say so, man. I don't even know. I forgot. <laughs> I just love the idea of merch that, like, even if you get the joke, it's not really a joke. <laughs> you know? <laughs> For anyone listening... Blowed out chodes is just what Keith says when he's ridden his bike. A couple weeks ago, <laughs> I rode my bike for the first time in like over a year. Mm-hmm. I knew it was going to hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this brought about the fact that, or I don't, the fact, I, I don't know if we talked about it before, that <laughs> for a long time, oh, that's right. I had, I, I heard the term chode used interchangeably with taint. Who who used it? Inter- you? I don't remember. That's kind of what I grew up with. Interesting. So Flota? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> uh, come to find out. It wasn't until like I got to college. Wow. Which for me was, you know, later than most people. You're 40. I was. 39 and a half. 
Yeah. Learned that it meant. That it meant. A little tuna can. <laughs> that's what they say. That's a, I think you should leave. No, I know. I thought, no, I've heard that m- many okay. times. Fucking tuna can. Yeah. I think that's what, I think our W told me that one. Tuna can? Tuna can, yeah. Uh, well, and this, I think the way I found this out was, I well, how this misunderstanding came to a head is I remember <laughs> Ruth relaying a story of just walking home at night mm-hmm. in Olympia <laughs> and someone driving, shouting from a window, driving by, show us your chode. <laughs> and you said- And then we what? had to have a discussion about what a chode was. <laughs> she had to explain to you. And you were like, "How can you sh- just sh- show someone?" Well, my memory is that she was <laughs> she was confused in the same way I was. Oh, so okay. maybe she's the source. Mm. It's just the source. Maybe it's just the source. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so after we did the lobby, I wanted. <laughs> I know you don't have much to say about this film, so no, I'm true. trying to hold my hold the show together. Yeah, no, I have nothing to say. I thought I was going to do all this research about uh, oh, the serial. impact of this film on serial, ki- yeah, and, on serial killers. Yeah, <laughs> no, specifically. Yeah, thank you. Uh-huh. I had forgotten. I started that sentence without remembering. <laughs> I had done a lot of planning to have done about more the super, about <laughs> super genius white male serial killer trope. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, my searches were not fruitful. Which is hilarious because you know why that happened. Because when it's so like embarrassing why that trope happened. Because it basically a study came out that showed the majority of serial killers, like the vast majority, <clears throat> yes. are white men. Yes. And then media, like then people started, well, that's ex- what I- started showcasing um, white men serial killers as being like super intelligent this is not a thing that ever had like that doesn't happen like there's no no nothing there are no nothing that bears that yeah there's no uh actual well and that's what i meant like (coughs) Mm -hmm. finding no yeah 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 seeing this film's role in that yeah 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 i mean i'm sure that's hard to quantify because of right lots of things but (laughs) like how would you quantify something like that period right 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 uh because I know, I mean, even before this film came out, I knew people were obsessed with fucking, like, Charlie Manson and yeah, yeah. Oh. Dahmer and uh, Gacy and Ed Gein, obviously. Oh, right, yeah. I Ed said Gein. last night, man, that <laughs> that one lampshed that Ed Gein had really <laughs> He did inspired. have a nipple belt. Nipple belt. Nipple belt. I think he just, here's a <laughs> nipple belt. Um, I think he, like, he grave robbed. But I think he also, like, would, I think he, maybe I'm mistaken, but uh-huh. there was, like, a lot of shit that he did. Yeah. He would just, like, like, he had a belt made of nipples. He had a lampshade of human skin. He has, like, weird shit that he would make, but I think he also, like, kept some people. Well, he's something, all the, all the. The mother stuff. Yeah. Plot stuff that, where it's, like, incest and, yeah. like. Like, that's the part about Texas Chainsaw, right? Is yeah. like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that one X Files with the mother under the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
right? Isn't that all? I think, yeah, I think like a lot of it is, I mean, but it's, it's like a lot of the stuff is like, he didn't do it to the degree that it's portrayed in films right. and movies. Like he a lot didn't of kill anyone. Yeah. He just, okay. I don't think if he did, it was like one person who like found him or something. I yeah. don't know, but I don't think he actually killed anyone. He was just, he was committed because they, he was like digging people up and just like dissecting them and taking their skin <laughs> making things out of it and 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 like you know just he was grave robbing but not like robbing people of their possessions but like robbing the possessions of their people (laughs) oh shit what do you the the sphinx but yeah he was he was based on so uh buffalo bill was based on i think I think Jeffrey Dahmer or who was sorry Bill Bill Buffalo Bill. He was based on Ed Gein, and then oh god, um, I can't remember. Like because one of them, I don't remember if it was Dahmer or the other one, um, who the guy that Ted Bundy Ted Bundy. Yeah, it might have been him. He was a co-ed killer, right? Maybe. He was like the charming, handsome yeah, yeah, guy yeah, yeah, that yeah. would go to college. Just... Yeah. He would just, yeah. He, it was one of them. I don't remember. It, it was, ba- he's based on several different ones, like an amalgam of several different <sighs> right. ones. Um, But one of them would feign an injury and that's how they would get people. So that's where that comes uh, from, him pretending that he has a broken arm. That's something that, oh, yeah, nice. I don't remember which one actually did that, but they would like pretend that they had like a broken arm or like a, you know, bum leg or something like that. And then women would help them because they would feel safe around them because they were injured and then they would, yep. So, and they're like, and people are like, why don't women trust men? Uh, <laughs> Women yeah. are so mean. I don't trust you. men to be in women's bathrooms. <laughs> you have a good point, Z. You heard it here. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, interesting. Think, think about it. Think about what you're saying. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Um, yeah, apparently. So, you know, this movie skyrocketed everyone to fame but i think ted levine really is the one that suffered the most from it and got like super typecast and it was like hard for him to get a lot of and so we watched evolution yeah i have not seen him to my knowledge in anything else he was in monk he was in the show monk okay um so he you know and he's a he's a great actor he's been in stuff he was in like more independent stuff um you know, and he's been in things, but I think he really, like, it was just such a impactful role, but, like, not in a positive way. <laughs> right. Uh, for anyone, really. And, like, he, he, uh, I read an interview that happened in the last couple of years with Brooke Smith, because she and him were, like, really good friends Oh. on the set. Yeah. Um. And I watched things where, like, I can't remember who, or, like, one or both of them talked about, like, when, like, they'd be filming those horrible scenes together, mm-hmm. and then it'd be, like, cut, and they'd be like, oh, come here. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Nice. <laughs> um, 
so like you know it was a thing where it was like so intense and they spent a lot of time together so they were just mm-hmm. you know friends but she i read an interview where she said he doesn't he won't even talk about the movie anymore to anyone uh-huh. like he literally ref- he will not speak of it at all like he won't answer questions about it he doesn't talk about it and he and i was like that makes sense because i'm right. sure his entire life was just completely consumed with people being like oh how did you make your penis go behind <laughs> And I was, specifically that scene, I'm like, oh, this is an interesting kind of parallel to the crying game. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Especially in that way where it's like very controversial mm-hmm. as far as like the legacy in yeah. regards to gender mm-hmm. and yeah. gender non-conforming right. people, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I think it's still debated whether, even though as... As you pointed out in the lobby, and it is very clearly stated in the film, mm-hmm. he's not a transsexual. No. Which yeah. in the parlance of the day, right. which is as close as you're getting to transgender. transgender. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> and like, it's an interesting thing. I do think it's an interesting thing. I think that I'm I'm never going to tell like a trans woman that she has to like be chill about it or like... You need to rewatch Silence of the Lambs and really oh, think about right. it. No, no, no. There's nothing like that. I'm talking about this strictly from like uh, the, a viewer as as a trans person myself, mind you. Like I'm not coming into this being like I don't – like I have no concept of any kind of gender whatever. Right. But here's my opinion. I don't see gender. Right. <laughs> What's a gender? Some of us uh-huh. don't know what a gender is. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. Um, and <laughs> so – Anyway, uh, it's interesting to think about it in the sense of like, because I do think there are conversations around like detransitioners. Like a lot of trans people don't really want to hear about detransitioners and don't really want to ha- open up the floor to detransitioners because it is yeah. a. It's going to be overrepresented. It's right. It's Re- not. Represented. Right. Sorry. And it's, yeah, it's it's a thing that happens rarely, but what I've seen from what I've seen of people who, and this is not to say that this is in no way to say that I think kids shouldn't transition or anything like that. This is, this is talking about like the, the impact of like, you know, the conversation of like transness, I guess, as a whole. Okay. Conversations I've heard around detransitioners is that they, like, weren't happy with who they were. Mm -hmm. And so they started transitioning and... Still weren't happy. Well, and they transitioned and they kept transitioning. And then at the end of it, they were like, oh, wait, I'm, it, it wasn't my gender. It It was a lot, you know, I do, I do feel like a woman or I do feel like, honestly, I think it happens to AFAB people more than it happens to AMAB I think a lot of times the uh, detransitioning is because, um, like, for AMAB people is because it's too hard. Or a lot of times. But, like, that that's included in detransitioners. This is a thing that people also don't talk about. People who detransition, mm-hmm. some of them do that because they're not safe to transition. Right. So grouping people who detransition as like people who change their mind only is, is incorrect. Yeah, of course. And it's it's... so, and there's such a low population of detransitioners as well. 
And I think it's becoming... That's the thing. It's only used as a stack. Right, right? exactly. You know? It's right. not like... Yeah. I'll also, um, I did... Pause for sips. <laughs> also, an interesting thing. I saw someone who talked about the fact that they were detransitioning as a non-cisgender person. They were like... Right. My, they were like, I was born... They were born intersex and they were forced on hormones. Mm-hmm. And they found out that they were inter- – like, they didn't really know. Right. But they found out and they realized that they did not want to – like, they yeah. had been essentially forced to transition into a woman. And they were right. like, I'm intersex. I'm not – I'm and I'm non-binary. That means that my gender and my sex correspond. Like, I was assigned yeah. intersex at birth. I am non-binary, so I'm cisgender. They were like, but I'm detransitioning from – being a woman that's so interesting and you're yes. you're not like the fact that you can be cisgender and not within the binary quote-unquote is a very interesting um and valid uh conversation right. like and it's something that people a lot of times don't like when people talk about someone being cisgender Intersex folks are almost always left out of every conversation right you know like unless yeah. it's they're the topic right <laughs> so um you get that little, you get that little, you got your one little letter at the end of the <laughs> alphabet mob. What, intersex? Hmm? It's not the last. It's I, A. I said one little. I didn't say last. I thought you said. I oh, said, at the end. Yeah. It's not, it's at the. It's ally. <laughs> when people say A stands for ally, bitch, it does not. Also, says for love, anarchists. I, I love that like a asexual <laughs> antisexual people, asexual people are like uh, suffer from erasure and to the point that it's like LGBTQIA. The A stands for ally. It's like oh my god, you're erasing people within your own community. Amazing, love it. Or LGB without the T. That's a that's a popular one recently. It's gay people who want nothing to do with trans people. Yeah, well, Isn't that lovely. <sighs> A lot of it is just, it's, it's just turfy. It's just turfs, basically. Yeah, I, I, I mean, think which, I only encountered it one time, but I mean, because they're different things, you know, like right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, okay, it makes sense in some time in some uh, context to group. Yeah, 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 yeah them differently, right? Non. Heterosexual people and non cisgendered people together. Yeah. But not always. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. you know, like, I, it ends up, I, you know, there's a weird conflation. I, I see it, it kind of slips through the cracks, but I see people confused still. Yeah. Like in a very vague way. And I don't think, you know, I, I think it's, it's, it's a misunderstanding or a confusion that, because of that conflation that like trans folks are on the queer spectrum, mm-hmm. right? right? Like, so they get referred to as gay, sort right. of, yeah, 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 you know yeah. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but, but anyway, like gender and sexuality are not at right. all the same, right? Yeah, I hear you. So, uh, and also, you know, like, anyway, whatever. Like, I do think it's fine to say like LGB folks if you're talking about a sexuality. Right. But like trans, I think trans people do get grouped in with that, not because being trans is a is a sexuality, but because they ha- they essentially suffer. They get like a lot of times similar they, kinds of right. A lot of times they're like, oh, oh I'm a gay man, and then right. like 
five years later, they're like, just kidding. I'm, I'm a, a straight woman. woman. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and like, you right. know, so it's like they live under the queer umbrella. So, but yeah, I do, I do hear what you're saying. Like confl- it, it can sometimes go along with conflating sex right. and gender. Yes. And that's like a. No, not sex and gender. Yeah. No. Sexuality. Sexuality and gender. And gender. <laughs> I Fair was enough. like, I was like, I'm saying something similar. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> but again, I, I wanted to put this out there because I find it useful. Yeah. Again, I only saw, I don't even remember where I saw it, but it was an acronym f- for meaning trans and non gender conforming. So T N G C, which I thought was a useful, like. GNC, I think, gender non conforming. What did I say? You said NGC. Oh, gen- it's usually non gender conforming. Yeah, gender non conforming. Right. <laughs> Somebody has to help me with all these. Oh my god, all these letters. They're so. Oh, I cannot big. keep track. They're so. Oh, I was doing a sexy bit, and you were doing a certain person. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Anyway, what I was gonna say about the detransitioning thing oh, yes. is that like people. No, you're fine. And I, like, I do want to emphasize that I'm not saying that this is, like, this is, like, like, people will say that, like, you will, if you're a trans, you're never going to, like, you know when you're never going to change your mind or you know. And I think that's unfair to say because I think what needs to happen is that there needs to be room for exploration and room for changing your mind and room for realizing that you were right in the first place. And I don't think there's anything wrong. I think stigmatizing and demonizing detransitioning can be harmful. Some people yes. like some people can't take hormones. Some people um can't all kinds so of like reasons. so and there's so many reasons why like you can't judge someone for detransitioning because to judge them for detransitioning you also have to like put judgment on people who can't transition in the first place. And like there has to be like space for for the complexity of all of that. Um, I understand the gatekeeping because right. it's a safety exactly. issue. Exactly, correct. A lot of times, but also you can see that this is a lot like to me. It reminds of uh, same sex marriage and gays in the military. It's like because the system doesn't really have to change all that much. Yeah. So if if we can say trans people exist, but the binary must be enforced. Right. Still. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then to me, that's not. That's not. Yeah. That's, that's not really... it. I mean, like, that's fine if you relate to that system. Right. It's fine if, if you identify with being binary. Like, it's fine. I don't understand. It does that's not true. do a lot to deconstruct. Correct. Yeah. Or challenge. Right. Like you gotta allow room for. Like, because there's so many people. Anyway, whatever. Anyway, all I was going to say is. I'm sorry. It's okay. All I was going to say is, with that concept in mind, I think it's an interesting idea to that that Buffalo Bill is very much classified as not being a trans person as yeah. and for hating who he was because he was taught to. Like, he was, had an abusive childhood and was taught to hate himself. So he's fixating on aspects of himself that he is not basically like and i think that's an interesting concept and this is something as a person who has undergone hormone replacement therapy gender affirming surgeries and things like that um i think a thing that's important that i think that and i 
I assume folks don't want to hear this because they're like, I know myself better than anyone. And it's not a question of whether or not you're actually uh, trans or you're actually gender non-conforming. It's a question of you have to ask yourself what you need from transitioning. Because if your idea is I look like this and I want to look like that, that isn't something that is necessarily attainable. So if that's the only thing that you accept, will accept and that's never going to happen, you're always going to hate yourself. And it's, it has nothing to do with Trick. being trans. <laughs> that has nothing to do with being trans. It has nothing to do. But it doesn't mean you're not, but it doesn't mean you are. Like hating yourself because you're right. not an ideal, that's systemic oppression is essentially what right. that is. And, 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 it, and so I think having those conversations of gender identity and being like if you like the question essentially when you're going to go on hormones you don't know what is going to happen to your body like you have no idea especially I mean I don't know how I don't Mm -hmm. know how estrogen goes it's but like especially your weight fluctuates your body like your fat distribution changes your skin changes your like your sex drive completely changes the like the way that it might well no it does i i mean like well, well my point yeah. is true everybody reacts differently that's fair right and and but like how you receive pleasure will change the things that feel good will change your ability to have sex will change how it changes i don't know but it will change like you like people with a penis that go on estrogen sometimes like you know sometimes they don't use their penis at all mm-hmm. during sex like whatsoever and the same with um like a fat people who go on testosterone or people with vaginas who go so, on testosterone sometimes they don't use their penis <laughs> sometimes they don't have vaginal sex at all i mean like some lesbians are that way too like they sure. will not have any sort of vaginal sex um with like themselves like receiving I mean Mm -hmm. so like that's that's the reality of it but like things will happen and like you you have to ask yourself like what am I looking for in transitioning am I looking for becoming a woman or am I looking for becoming an ideal of a person that I don't have the 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 structure for the the you know, money for, right. you know, there's so many things that go into someone looking quote unquote perfect, you know, in your, whatever that is for you that like, just being like, I won't be happy until I look like this. That's more, that's never going to happen. Like you can't, you're, then you're never going to be happy. And I think looking, especially like, this is a thing, like if I don't mean this discouragingly, but if you're looking for happiness through transitioning that's not going to happen, especially not right now. It doesn't mean that sure. it won't feel good. Right. It doesn't mean that it won't feel good. It's just like there are so many complications that come with it and people are shitty. Like I had a psychiatrist that kept, I mean, he was my psychiatrist for like a day and a half because he kept suggesting that I was happy until I came out as trans. 
he kept saying that to me. Like every time I'd be like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, so you you had a great relationship with your family and so you came out as trans? And I'm like, I never said that. I don't know why. I'm like, no, that's not what happened. And he's like, so you didn't feel like you were autistic until you came out as trans? And I'm like, why did you, what, what the fuck? Like none of that is anything I said. He also said like I was perfectly happy and didn't have any trouble working until I came out as trans. And I was like, that is not- what the fuck, bro? I mean, he didn't say perfectly happy, but he was like, you, he was like, work was fine and you didn't have any issues. And I was like, one, that doesn't even make fucking sense yeah. to the timeline because, second of all, what are you fucking talking about? So you get. Also, shit I don't that. think you understand what coming out means. Like, exactly. Right. Like, that if just I means were I told happy, other people. I yeah. wouldn't have a need to come out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's like, that's what I'm talking about. People constantly. Like you get knocked down a peg essentially in humanity. People You get knocked down what? A peg. Oh. In humanity. Like not everyone, but you will anytime you interact with people, especially like, you know, you're gonna go to the doctor and they're gonna call you the wrong gender, the wrong pronouns, they're gonna use the wrong name for you. You're it's gonna happen. If it doesn't happen with the doctor you have, it's gonna happen with the nurse that comes in before then, it's gonna happen with the receptionist. You're going to get called the wrong thing at the doctor. It's gonna happen every single time until you legally change your name and still they're probably gonna find a way to misgender you. Because that's just how it is. And they'll act like you're a fucking asshole if you get frustrated or if you have like some people will be like, what can I help you with? And then they pull up my account and they're like, Ugh. and I'm like, thanks. And you know, it just happens. Like, so if you're looking for like everything to feel good and make sense when you come out, like you have, it's about yourself. And if you can't handle the idea of like other people treating you like shit, other people demonizing you, other people, and you could be like, I already like that. Guess what? It's going to get worse. <laughs> it's not going to get better. And especially right now, like it's so, it can be so overwhelming. So I do think it's important to have these. I do think it's important if you're a trans person to seek out therapy. And I don't mean that in the sense of like to have a therapist tell you you're trans, but like it is, and this is what I mean. Like I know that I'm talking about like, real life shit and I'm talking about a movie that's like portrays essentially trans people in not a great way but like the concept of someone putting every bit of happiness they have on like this thing and a doctor being like I don't know that this is you know like plus they say like he's he wasn't trans because he is violent and like all kinds of stuff he has like really violent fantasies and like really and like they put it's, it's really strange. I mean, it's really interesting how it's like, because I know that this is true. Like, this is how it was received. Similar to what I said about the crying game, how like the 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 vitriol essentially mm -hmm. about Dill and, and the reveal or whatever was from the reception of the film and not necessarily within the film. Within the film, right. there was some confusion. There was like not always getting it right. But still the idea that Dill was a woman, you know, wasn't really a thing that like you weren't supposed to like ever like think Dill was going to start living as a man or anything like right. that. Like you, you know who Dill is and that's who Dill is. So like a lot of that, her identity wasn't questioned. It was, you know, it was just like, Oh, this is different than what I'm used to. And I don't understand. Um, <laughs> and, 
And with Buffalo Bill, it's a lot of like trans people aren't violent. Trans people don't, you know, like they have different, you know, ideas of what gender is, you know, like things like that. Like the way that they talk about Buffalo Bill is like the reason why no one thought he was trans or no one believed that he was actually trans was not because he didn't look feminine enough or act like a girl enough or talk about whatever. It was because he was actively doing things that trans people don't do, i.e. like being violent. And that's like a really fucking interesting, yeah. that's a really interesting thing to think about if you're looking at it and you're like, okay, but like, I do agree that like anyone can be a bad guy. Like anyone can be a killer. Anyone can be a pedo. Anyone. It doesn't really matter what your gender or sexuality is. Four to six days later. He done stabbed it. I don't want to be mean, but I know you were adopted. Your daddy should have killed it and your mama should have stopped it. Keith lied and said he was going to take a tinkle and deposit. And so I accidentally stopped it and he took the world's longest shit. It's been three days since I didn't lie. (laughs) I did have to tinkle. (laughs) Just kidding. Oh, I, I, I think, yeah, I think what I was saying, I think what I was saying is like, I do think that there should be room to have flawed characters who are, you know, I think it's like, absolutely. I'm, I'm not saying that this movie is fine. I'm not defending anything about this movie or whatever. I'm just saying, I think it's an interesting way. It's similar to the crying game. It was not done well. You know, it was done. It was like, it was done in a time where there was less understanding, less, you know, talk about it, less information that was available about it to even research this kind of thing. So there was a lot of misinformation, a lot of silly stories that came out. But similar to The Crying Game, its reception, like people's response to it, was what was the most... Right. On, like, the most harmful thing about it, Mm -hmm. the way people reacted. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's an interesting... It led to... Suzyetti Izzard having to do a whole section in her stand up about like the difference between executive transvestites yeah, and uh, it led to mole people transvestites or whatever. It led to Yeah. You know, that there was a guy in the Bronx. When I was in New York, there was a guy in the Bronx, he was living in a cave, like you do, and uh, <laughs> and he was coming out and he was shooting at geese and uh, a lot of weird things going on with this guy. And they found in his cave, the police picked him up, they found a collection of women's shoes and they thought, well maybe he's a transvestite. And if he is, he's a fucking weirdo transvestite. <laughs> I'm much more in the executive transvestite area. <laughs> She had um. to do that as a result of this film, <laughs> the reaction to this film. Anyway, and then today I was trying to look at stats mm-hmm. to see if enrollment by women's into the FBI actually jumped up. Because of... Are, in the early 90s from this movie combined yeah. with X-Files. Yeah. And there's tons of people restating the fact that there was a Scully effect in that a lot of women... Went into STEM-based yeah. things. And I'm like, okay, cool. I, yeah. mean, I will say firsthand, I worked with someone at a public library mm-hmm. who said, I 
you know, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, she left the library to go to FBI Academy. Oh, wow. See, this is the thing. I don't, you know, ACAB, you know, but mm-hmm. it would be so interesting to do like behavioral stuff in that way. Like try to think about like, yeah, like trying to figure out like why people do things and like what their motivation is. And, and like, that's such an interesting, you know, um, that's thing. what, <laughs> why uh, mind hunter was. Yeah. Like, interesting. And, and, but basically it's the psychology of it. Like anything that like Correct. dissects people's behavior in any way, if you're talking about like, you know, uh, um, like, oh, what's it called? Um, profiling? Profiling, but, like, even in, in the sense of, like, um, like, diagnoses for, like, um, mm. disorders and syndromes mm-hmm. and, and things like that. Like, that sort of pathology is super interesting to me, mm-hmm. like, what goes into it. So, like, the whole, it's not just, like, oh, I want to catch criminals or whatever. It's, like, who cares? I'd be, like, oh, no, I want to study why someone's doing yes. this. You know, like, that's what's fascinating to me. Um, so... <laughs> that would be a thing. But, okay, Silence of the Lambs is... Oh, here's... Oh, okay. If I can drop some more please, please, facts that please, I learned please. about women in the workplace, who in the FBI <laughs> workplace. Yes. Um, There were women working for... I, I Before it was called... I think it was just called the Bureau of Inve- Investigation. It was during the 20s, there were women working... And agents, like yeah. field agents. Yeah. Uh, once Jay Edna took over, what a fuckhead he was. He specifically didn't refuse to allow women to be in the FBI. Wow. Or as agents, you know, they yeah. were secretaries and shit. There was one person he got pressured enough that he hired one person, and they left like as soon as wow. they could. Wow. I forget her name. Sorry, I'm not. I don't remember any of the trailblazer names because I don't care. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Uh, no offense. Mm. I'm sure it was a hard life you chose. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it wasn't until 1972 that it was opened up officially for oh women God. to be special agents. Wow. And above. Wow. So. Ridiculous. That's what I wanted to get in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Man, this this movie, I was like watching it last night. And I kept like first of all, so few movies like this are taken seriously anymore. It's so fascinating. This is a movie about a cannibal serial killer helping the FBI find a different kind of serial killer. Mm-hmm. And this had this won Oscars, like, and I was I was watching it, and it's directed by Jonathan Zemi. Um, oh yeah, I meant to look up his other films because aren't his other films like mostly like rom coms? Yeah, I was I was like, is he the one that's like has like the weirdest fucking, um, like, yeah, I don't remember uh, filmography or whatever. Um, yeah, it's like there's so many interesting shots like there's so many um shots of like really trying to emphasize Rachel Jodie getting Foster's. married oh. Jodie Foster Philadelphia I'm sorry 
It's it's fine. It's just every time, every single time I said Jodie Foster, you you interrupt me with a movie name. It was only happening on Jodie Foster. It was funny. Jodie Foster. <laughs> Fuck. Jodie Foster, all all blowed out. <laughs> all blowed out, starring Jodie Foster, Anthony Tankins, and. <laughs> And Weepy Pee Pee as Buffalo Bill. Wow. Great guess. <laughs> Taintkins. But yeah, there's so many um there's so many scenes in this or like shots in this that are really trying to emphasize Jodie Foster's sort of like smallness, but not in like a fucked up way. Like not in not in that therapist way that kept telling me how small and tiny I was and then saying, I shouldn't be saying that. <laughs> Um, I've had some really great, (laughs) um, medical, uh, I mean, mental wellness checking on me from men. They, they, they do it so well. Um, super good at it. Yeah. They're so good at it. Um, anyway, yeah, her, like when she's in the, when she goes into the elevator and it's all just men and they, and then when she's like running with our deal. Yeah. And it's like, I love it because there's even like a color, um, mm. like despair, like mm-hmm. she's wearing yeah, a, right. a gray, gray and they're all in red and it's, mm-hmm. you know, uh, then when they're very re- similar thing when, with all the sheriffs. Yeah. 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 State troopers, whatever it's supposed to be. Yeah. And it's just, it's just stuff like that. But there's this one scene where she's talking to Crawford. They do this in the scene and they're, you're looking down at her. Oh, Sort of like, not like, not like, you know, from the roof or something, but you know, you see you're a little bit higher than, you know, there's room at her head and you're looking up at Crawford, but you mostly just see the back of his head while he's talking. He like looks back and then he looks forward again. And the rest of the scene is just her, like essentially her looking at his head, the back of his head. Look at him, Starling. Tell me what you see. Oh, he's a white male. Uh, Serial killers tend to hunt within their own ethnic groups. He's not a drifter. He's got his own house somewhere, not an apartment. Why? What he does with them takes privacy. He's in his 30s or 40s. He's got real physical strength combined with an older man's self-control. He's he's cautious, precise, and he's never impulsive. He'll never stop. Mm. So you're seeing Mm -hmm. sort of like her smallness and her... Yes. Like... It's and I'm like, man, this is so interesting. Like the way that they just and then like little tiny things that they do, like when she goes to Buffalo Bill's house, but she doesn't know it's Buffalo Bill, and she knocks on the door and he opens and or like and he's like, oh, do you want to come inside for a second? She's like, thanks, yeah, and she walks in and then it's a shot of the out of, of like outside and it's just mm. completely quiet. And you don't see anyone around and it's just going around and then it shows the house and then it's her back inside. And I'm like, oh, you're meant to be, you're meant to realize that no one's here to help. There's no one around. Right. No one is here. And she's all alone in in a house with this, you know, horrible person. And I'm like, oh man, things like that, like never hit me before. No, I, that's the thing that struck me. This watch through is how since basically every scene yeah. is with information, mm-hmm. yeah, like that, like yeah. it's not. Um, some of it is 
sort of textual information yeah. in that like and I'm like I must have been more drunk last time I watched this because there were things like connections I made and things I would be able to follow a lot better yeah. this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just I'm sure it's just multiple wa- viewings that And it's also Hannibal the show gives you a lot of like Benjamin Rashdale. Yeah, I mean I think that was a big part of it was this time even though I had you know I kept asking you for refresher courses on <laughs> the the mythology and the mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> lineage of everybody and everything. But I was less focused on all that this time. And I noticed things like, oh, like I I don't know why this did not click for me before, but when they go and look at the body, yeah. There's a funeral going on in the next room. I'm like, oh, that's because this is a remote a rural town. Mm-hmm. So you have one undertaker. Yeah. And that's where they took the body. Yeah. So it's in the same place where funerals happen. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I never, like, yeah. that never clicked. And also, the, when the guy, like, the his assistant <clears throat> or whatever, or maybe the undertaker, I don't know. There's, like, two. There's the guy, yeah. you know, the guy that played Angel in Nash Bridges, whose name I can never remember. You always look it up and you tell me, and I'm like, I'm never going to remember that. I was, And I always confuse him with, uh, this is my brother Daryl and my other brother Daryl. <laughs> Just because they always play, yeah, kind of hillbillies. Anyway, go on. Um, they say when he gets done with the piano, bring yep. him in here. Oscar, fetch Doctor Agus from the chapel. Yes, sir. Starling, we're back here. Tell Lamar to come on when he's finished playing his music. And I love that, but it's the same thing. It's like they there's only one organ player, and it's also the yeah, person right. that is. The and assist- that's really what put it and together it's like, for me. It's, yeah, it's like what the fuck. Yeah, it's super interesting. Um. Tracy Walter. Tracy Walter. Yeah. From Growing Pains. Um, no, is it? No. Tracy yeah. Gold is. Yeah, I know. I know. I can't remember her name, but yeah. Anyway. Oh, fuck. Don't get me started on the Gold Sisters. <laughs> so, so I won't. I won't. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's so many things where like, it's so, it's, it's really like, when she's like something's in her throat when you know when they mm-hmm. something's in her throat and they they like when they pull it out you hear because oh, mm-hmm. it like essentially like air is escaping right. that hadn't been able to and it's like little things like that that are like mm-hmm. so fucking interesting and yeah really how about bill's fucking swastika quilt Right. That's what, that's another thing I was going to say. I'm like, it's so, it's so like, people will be like, Oh, he's love it. I'm like, no, he's a literal fucking Nazi. Like he has, he has Nazi shit in his possession. Well, it's unclear if that's like a, to me, it was unclear if that's like a Nazi or just. No, I'm pretty sure because okay. it's like, it's a quilt and it's, it's literally like red and it's, it's like swastikas and I'm assuming it's it's an heirloom and you're supposed to like uh-huh. you know get the idea that he's you know comes from lineage of of you know the third Reich yeah comes from from that you know James Gumb yeah James James Gumb I like how I la- I don't know why he's got to be JG though because like it's like James Gumb so Jamie Gum or John Jamie or Gum, John Grant. AKA Those are his three John names. Grant. And then he's like, Oh, my name's like Justin Gilbert or something like that. And it, like when she asks Your name is 
Oh, uh, Jack Gordon. Your anagrams are showing. <laughs> Iron sulfide. You know this scene where he's like, you know, blunt, little tool. He like starts doing the little southern accent yeah. back to her. That was improvised by Anthony Hopkins and Jodie Foster said it pissed her off so bad. She was like, it made me so mad. She was like, it was perfect for the scene. She was like, it was absolutely perfect. That must be the other reason I thought her accent was legit. Yeah. But I love that. I love that. She looks legitimately flush in that scene. At the end of that scene. Probably. Yeah. Probably all the running with Migs. Or just getting. I know. I'm just kidding. You know. (laughs) <laughs> he swallowed his own tongue. What does that mean? I know. They, that used to be so popular. That used to be so fucking popular in like media. And I remember being like, "Yeah, they used that used to be like a way that people killed themselves was they or like they died and was like it was all." Well, I know if you're like unconscious, like that's the thing you gotta like if you're gonna give someone mouth to mouth. You got to clear the passageway, right? Because if you're lying back, if, if at certain angles, your tongue will slide into your... Ew! And block your airway. How, though? It's connected. Yeah, but it's just... If you're unconscious enough, it's just a muscle mass that is that's susceptible so to gravity. That's so gross and weird. I just mean that that's what they... I'm like, how do you... I used to try to swallow my tongue when I was a kid because I wanted to understand. Because you wanted to die. Well, yes, I did. But... <laughs> I used to More literally to be point. like, <laughs> I was like, how yeah, do you right. swallow your own tongue? I don't One understand. One hand clapping. One tongue fapping. <laughs> was those? I was trying to say one tongue fapping, but I. Swallowed your tongue. <laughs> I swallowed. You did it. <laughs> you figured out how to do it. <laughs> swallowed my tongue. Say this incantation. <laughs> No, my I got that I got that sweet sweet dry mouth, and so <laughs> don't get dry my <laughs> my uh, mouth isn't working right. Sweet 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 dry mouth. That's I think that's one of the bands from Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the fucking soggy bottom boys is who did the singing for that. Mm-hmm. Keith is very invested in the things. Because <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I'm thinking about the movie. It's so good. I really like it. I yeah, think Ted I mean, Levine I is so I mean, hot. Huh? I think Ted Levine is so hot. I know you do. But what am I? And Crawford. Yeah. It's because of the voice. Like, if you have a deep enough voice and you don't, if you're not completely a fuggo and you have a deep voice, I'm probably going to be sexually attracted to you. I think one of the reasons Buffalo Bill, and pl- as played by Ted Levine, stuck with people, not just the, <laughs> mm-hmm. it puts the lotion in the basket, again. Mm-hmm. or, you know, it puts the lotion in. Rubs the lotion on its skin. Yeah, whatever it is. gets the hose again. Is the w- his voice, yeah. he sounds like a slowed down tape to me. <laughs> fucking scene. This kills me every fucking time. I, <laughs> She's, she's asking him if he knows. Was she a big gigantic frat person? He go, no, he says, and this is the direct quote. I'm okay. direct quoting. He goes, oh, worry. Was she a great big fat person? Because <laughs> she's asking, 
do you know this person? And he was like, ah, no, I've never seen her. And he was like, oh, worried. Was she a great big... Oh, worried. Oh, wait. Was she a great big fat person? Was she a great big fat person? They're fucking <laughs> size 14. These bitches are not that big <laughs> at all. Like, I would... That's the thing that's confusing. I mean, I know, like, for Hollywood standards, they're morbidly obese, but, like, they're really not that big. So, like, it's so fucking funny to me when he says that because I'm like, that's not at all. Like, if someone's yeah. like, well, and I th- they're, I they're like- a great big fat person, I would be like, no. You and I have different. Yeah. I don't know. And what- I think that's got to be a way to overcompensate <laughs> or, like, try to compensate for the casting. Right. In a way. Like, I think it, it should be that. They should not. They should be large in every sense. Like, yeah, right. Because if the point is they have, well, Starling says that her theory is that they got to be fat, and then he starves them down for three days. Yeah, to loosen so that the skin. skin is loose. Yeah, I guess it's easier to take off the body then. Yeah, I don't or it's know. more. I don't know, but. <laughs> More to the point, in my mind, would be that they would have to be as large as him. Well, I think that I think they're supposed to be a little bit bigger than him because when the skin dries, it goes smaller. Even better. But I mean, that also to me means height. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're just doing chunks of skin. Right. Yeah. But whatever. Chunks of skin. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Do you? But they they show it at the end. You see the the per. People, and it only has one boob. I'm like, that's no. Yeah, which I never noticed before. Yeah, that I always forget that it's in there because it's so nonsensical. It's so why dense. would you have one? Why would you have one titty? Why would you only take one titty from someone? Because you like what? No, you would take both titties. Maybe he hasn't sewn the other titty on yet. I don't know. He's but. just hoping to find a better one, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. He did look at her back, so maybe it was the back of the he. Maybe biak. Biak. Oh wait, was she a great big bad person? Oh wait, <laughs> no, that was sounds she like a I'm great said, big fat person. I said great big back person. <laughs> wait, oh wait, was she a great big back person? It just sounds like you're saying black person with a speech impediment. <laughs> I said back person. I was like, that does not sound right. Back person. <laughs> it sounds like when a little kid doesn't know how to say something, and they're like. Mommy, what's a back person? <laughs> what's a gagorshin? Uh, reminds me that I thought I was being very clever. Yeah. That's what I've been in my early 20s. Oh, no. Oh, no. I had some white t-shirts that I didn't want to wear because they were white t-shirts. Because, yeah. But they were otherwise perfectly fine, so I decided to write upon them. This is a black t-shirt? One of them I wrote blank. Uh huh. And then I felt self conscious when I realized a, a black person was staring at me. I'm like, oh, are they? <laughs> is that a misreading? And then another one, the other one was sex symbol. And I'm like, everybody's a sex symbol because everybody was a product of sexual uh, relations. Uh-huh. Yeah. Haha. <laughs> um, but then I was on a playground and, <laughs> you know, I noticed some parents. Looking my way, and I'm like, okay. Maybe didn't think thieves through. 
<laughs> Fuck. That's so accurate. I used to have a shirt. It's completely different. But I used to have a shirt that said, um, hold my purse while I kiss your boyfriend. <laughs> and people used to get so fucking mad at me. I was like 16. Mad at you. No, seriously. People would be like, that's a horrible t-shirt. And like people, people would misread it and they'd be like, oh my God, I thought it said, hold my purse while I kiss my boyfriend. That's so horrible. Why would you? And I'm like, God. I thought it said, hold my pussy while you kiss my ass. <laughs> my ass friend. <laughs> I remember when I worked at the Experience Music pro- Project in Seattle, Washington. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, someone came in wearing a shirt that said, boys hate me. <laughs> I need that. I need that. And I, I blew my mind. I love that. Yeah. It might have been you, actually. Oh, fuck. I didn't even think about that. I did. Did you go to the Experience Music Project? I in, went in, I went the to the year, bathroom in there. In the year 2000. Yeah, I went to the bathroom there one time. No, I had to pee so bad. Not without so paying $30, you didn't. <laughs> fuck. Okay. Then no, I guess it wasn't me. Because you know that in the year 2000, I didn't have that much money. <laughs> um. Oh man, the part where she says the part where she's going under the bridge downtown. Yeah, under the no, when she's going under the the storage unit door. Yes. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> and Your then favorite. she fall, <laughs> or <laughs> anything else. It's delivered so fucking good. I just want you to put that clip in here because it's so fucking right. funny. Oh, um, if this door should fall down or <laughs> anything else, uh. This is the number for our Baltimore field office. Who the fuck is that guy? I know. <laughs> Who's this guy that orange, orange, oranges this uh, <laughs> storage I, unit in? Yeah. Uh, where are we, Baltimore? Yeah. He's like my driver hates yeah, physical what? activity. I'm like, what is happening? And he's also like, he's also four feet tall. And Ancient. looks like my grandma and a teacher before at Gryffindor. she died. And, and, and he works at Hogwarts. <laughs> Fucking, the, it's comical. My driver. My driver hits. <laughs> what does he say? Physical activity or something? Yeah. Oh, my God. I to return tomorrow with my son. What about him? I would ask my driver to help you, but he detests physical labor. And yeah, I don't know. There's just so much about this movie that's really good. Brooke Smith is so good in this. She's so like, I love her character so much in this. She just doesn't give a fuck. And she's so like. You don't leave me alone, you bitch. Oh, God. (laughs) She just doesn't give a fuck. It kills me. And the fucking the scene with Precious where she has. (laughs) And he's like. He's like. It's so fucking funny. I know it's not supposed to be funny, but it's so funny yeah. because he's killing people, right? He's killing people. And she has his dog and he's like, precious, foolie foo foo. <laughs> and she's like, he says, don't you hurt my dog. And she says, don't you make me hurt your dog. And he says, you don't know what pain is. And it's so fucking funny. It is. He's freaking out because his dog is hurt. It's genius on it's her part. So, Oh my God. I know. I love her. I remember the first time I watched it. I'm like, she's amazing. Like what? And Brooke Smith does such a great job. She like, doesn't have any, like, you don't see anything of her not just looking up like this the whole time. Well, you like, see her jamming out to, well, no, no, no. I know. I'm not. You also see some of her down there with Precious and stuff. But like, <laughs> but like so much is cool like. Cool guy that has a well in his basement also. <laughs> there's so much is expected of her. Cool guy. 
to just act. Yeah. I, yeah you right. know, no, like it, from, yes. from a, but like, you know, like, oh, you're just going to be in this like fucking hole all day, uh, wet and filthy. And you have to look up and scream. And that's, that's your job. And she does and so fucking what, good. Probably as much, almost as, it's probably ha- close to half and half, like the amount of dialogue she has that, where she's not even on screen. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so, yeah. I don't know, maybe saw this in the trivia that like, uh, for an Oscar winning performance or like lead, mm-hmm. Anthony Hopkins is the second uh, least amount yeah. of appearance in the film. Yeah. I didn't wear that yeah, elegantly, yeah. but like. Yeah, he's showed up less in the film than, he's like the second, yeah. like whatever. Yeah, I, I, there's no way to say it. Um, the second least amount of time person in the Academy Award. Um, so, the scene, you know, where he's she's talking about the lambs. I hear. Yeah, that also that <laughs> got screaming. to me. Like, I didn't remember any of this shit about. Do her. you? Did you? If you pay attention, it's amazing. So when when it gets to just the just the focus of just his face, and you don't see any bars, yeah. he doesn't blink in that entire scene. He did it That's on right. purpose, and you can see. He doesn't blink the whole time she's talking until they come in. And I love her. Yeah. And they're like, Miss Starling. And he goes and blinks his eye and he, and he looks back and he has like a full tear is just resting, like just Uh, about to fall. And it, but it literally forms in the amount of time he just goes and like, and comes back and his eyes are just welled because he just didn't blink the whole scene. It, yeah, it's apparently so fascinating. Anthony Hopkins knew somebody in real life that rarely blinked. And that's where he got that idea. Also, it was his idea to be dressed all in white for that whole oh, sequence. Oh, nice. Like they wanted him to have just an orange or blue jumpsuit, you know, per. Yeah. Also. And then later he was like, oh, that probably came from my fear of dentists. That I thought it'd be <laughs> terrifying to have someone dressed all in white. He's autistic. Yeah. Anthony Hopkins is autistic. I don't think he got, he didn't get diagnosed until he was in his 70s, I believe. Yeah. And, or like close to 80. What he, prompted that? That's so fascinating. Know, yeah. Um, and yeah, he's, but he's autistic. I mean, I don't, I don't know if he sought it out or if it was suggested to him from someone Either else. Way, like you don't have to yeah. follow through on it, right? Yeah. It's not like <laughs> right. <laughs> but like or something. <laughs> that's so it's so fascinating when it's when you think about it like that, like someone is that old and like to get a diagnosis and it being like, oh, that makes so much makes sense now. Like so many things. Interestingly enough, Wentworth Miller played a younger version of Anthony Hopkins in a movie. He's also autistic. <laughs> I should put that in really IMDb trivia about this, about every film Anthony Hopkins has ever been in. Um, but yeah, like it's super, it's like stuff like that is really interesting. Like um, that, like he's autistic and I mean, he was diagnosed long enough ago that it was still called Asperger's at the time. Oh, um, yeah. So he was diagnosed with Asperger's. So sometimes he'll say that, but you shouldn't say that <laughs> if you're, t- <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, it's like, it's really interesting because he is really good at doing stuff like this. Like so good at like 
the because I say that because if you like a lot of times people won't get diagnosed with autism because they're a creative person or they have too much mm. of an imagination and you can oh. see how too functional right well not too functional even they'll just okay. be like oh you have like literally you can you can create a story in your head you can't be autistic and ah. it's like that's not like look at Anthony Hopkins you know like clearly clearly he's like considered like a creative genius he's won an Oscar he's like knighted yeah. every trivia made sure <laughs> that he's like Sir Anthony right. Hopkins yeah 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 and and he's autistic like that's yeah. really that's a really big deal and he did the you know and How you say a good kid <laughs> so yeah that's it's a super interesting thing um which i didn't know until like a couple years ago that he was like until i think until i started like my journey on autism like yeah. they don't really eminem is autistic like what? That's insane. I thought that was like a joke, but it's not. That grid of like, <laughs> it's like the Brady Bunch and yeah, like, exactly, and not you. Not you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I read. I, it's I, just I, a nine photo grid, and you're like, like the Brady Bunch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. know What other possible? <laughs> It's not even an analogy. <laughs> I didn't track this, so but yeah, I mean, it, in hindsight, it seems plausible. But like the trivia also said that like oftentimes, like Lecter, for instance, is shot looking directly into the camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Clarice is not. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. to emphasize like putting you in her yeah, yeah, yeah. perspective. POV. Yeah. But yeah, the I mean I don't know, the things like these are uh, these are things that like oh, this is probably about my Like, this is something I would have faulted the movie for in a way of, like, yeah. oh, you didn't go hard enough, or this is, like, mouth ser- lip service. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mouth service. <laughs> uh, towards, you know, like, acknowledging patriarchy. But, no, I, like, you didn't have to put those in there. Yeah. Like, that's, to, and, and it, it makes it a stronger story that it's not the central theme. Yeah. Now I would say, mm-hmm. but it's it's very the way it's done in those shots where it's like she's surrounded by men and they're yeah. all bigger than her, yeah. Um, and even like the, we get these little scenes where she's they're they're sparring, yeah. yeah, 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 and she gets called out and it seems like maybe she's in trouble, yeah. It's not she's getting yeah, called yeah, yeah. to, to yeah. do a special assignment or whatever, but like. It's atmosphere, and it's the atmosphere of yeah. patriarchy, yeah, <laughs> and misogyny, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. So, I think that's uh, now I see that as far more interesting. Like that, that right? That pushes this almost towards atmospheric horror, yeah, and not just like a how catch them, yeah. <laughs> and if you think about it, it's it's an interesting thing where like, um, and. Uh, yeah, sorry. 
No, I was just going to say, like, when you put it into perspective like that, it's really interesting to think about, like, the ways that Hannibal often meets her at, like, eye level. Right. Like, she, like, when she gets there, they're both standing. Like, the first time she sees them, they're both standing. She sits for a little while. Um, I think he stands, but he doesn't know her yet. But the next time when she catches the, or when she sees the storage unit and she's just sitting on the floor and then when the lights come on, he's also sitting on the floor Mm -hmm. and then, um, there's another time where she's sitting in a chair. It's it's when she offers him the fake deal or whatever. Yeah. She's sitting in a chair and he's also sitting on his bed. And then when she comes mm. to see him at the, um, uh, like when the place he's at, the weird makeshift. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's standing, but he is sitting and he's leaned down very far so that they're like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because he mm-hmm. can't like actually, you know, he's on up on a pedestal. Yeah. So he is do. there's a lot of eye, eye to eye or like being that if nothing else, he is not towering over her. He's not um, yeah. above her. He's not intimidating her. You know, he they're oftentimes on the same level. So, like when you look at it in this in that perspective, is like everyone that she's around in her daily life are sort of like put her on edge. Mm-hmm. And this person who is like an intellectual mastermind and a serial killer is like, hey, you and I are seeing eye to eye on a lot of things. And it's like really interesting how it it solidifies their trust. It solidifies sort of the the story and and his. You know, because they do seem comfortable with each other. And it, I mean, she doesn't seem comfortable with him. She's not like, we're pals. But like when he escapes, they're like, oh my God. And she's like, he's not going to come after me. Right. Like, he's not going to do that. That would be rude. Yeah, he would consider that rude. And the reason why is because she understands that like part of it is that he was the last one to get an answer from her and she didn't get one from him because they they came Quid in. Quid pro quo. Yeah. Quid pro quo, calories. <laughs> and, you I'm know. I'm obsessed with his accent. Oh, yeah. Clearly. When he says, I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Yeah, what? <laughs> Chianti. <laughs> that was also improvised by Hopkins. He did. Ah, oh, he did that. Sorry. My... little. Yeah. He did that. That was his. That was all him. Too bad. I know. <laughs> it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of cheesy. Millie. Millie. <laughs> Millie. I know that was so funny. Like I didn't realize how many references <laughs> the fucking Dr. Lecter. Yeah, Dr. Lecter. Dr. Lecter. <laughs> that episode of like this, it's called like the Silence of the Louise or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember. Um, that episode of Bob's Burgers where they do Millie as Hannibal, and <laughs> which is so good because it ends with them becoming friends. Right. <laughs> it follows the book more closely than. <laughs> <laughs> than Hannibal does. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's 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 good. Would you recommend this movie? Would you recommend? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's super interesting that I think if you like, if you like this, watch sh- it for criticizing. <laughs> nothing else. <laughs> it's got such a good. It's got. It's such an interesting sort of like dynamic of characters too, yeah. and I think Ted Levine. 
with what he's given and everything, he does such a spectacular job of being oh, yeah. so intimidating without really doing anything, you know? he Because this character is so... It's There's such a fine line between being, like, having no concept of what you're doing and, and being over the top, you know? Yes. Just playing it, like, stupidly or playing it so over the top that it's... Like, it seems like you're mocking, but he, there's so much, like, subtlety to the way he plays the character. It's so good that, you know, and I'm not saying it's not problematic or whatever. I just mean, I love this movie. <laughs> um, Brooke Smith, her portrayal of Catherine in the well, so good. Even, I don't remember what her, the actress's name is, but Ardelia, like, she doesn't get enough credit for, oh, yeah. you know, because she, she's like literally Clarice's only. Like homosexual relationship, <laughs> only like friend, yeah. Like, and they're in a lot of ways equals, and they they come up with this stuff together. Like when she's like when they're going through Casey Lemons, Casey Lemons. like she does or so Cassie. good. I'm not sure. Yeah, is it A S I? Oh yeah, I would say Kate. Yeah, that's hard. That's hard because I don't because it's like a K and an I. Maybe right. it's Cassie. Cassie, Cassie. <laughs> um, anyway, whatever. Uh, I would, I would recommend it if you like Hannah. I would suggest watching the series Hannibal, and then watching all the movies and seeing what they even Manhunter and seeing what how. The, I like, stand the by Manhunter, man. Oh yeah, it's a crazy, yeah, it is it's a so crazy. Movie. I mean, it's kind of better than Red Dragon. I mean, Red Dragon's fine. Yeah, you get to see. Ray finds butt in it, but like, like Casey. Casey, according to Wikipedia, born Karen Lemons. <gasps> <gasps> but yeah, like her character with Clarice, they're like they're like very similar in like in size and. You know, and they're th like the only two. They're not the only two women you see, but they're like the only two women you you speak to at the academy. Yeah. You know, um, so it's a it's interesting. They're like roommates, and they were roommates. <laughs> um, in front of my salad. <laughs> but yeah, like yeah, there's so many there's so many interesting characters, and just the way it's shot and the way that it's. But together, it's a I, really fascinating movie. Yeah, and like I said, I I did not expect to get as like yeah. This is one where I'm like, uh, you know, like I don't dislike this film. Yeah. But I did not expect to get new things. See, from that's this the watch thing. Through, that's always how I feel. I'm always like, you know, it's gonna be old hat this time, and I watch it, and I'm like, fuck, this is really good. No, and the. Uh, First of all, some of the cinematography, like all these, mm -hmm. all yeah. these devices we're talking about, are, are way POV is established and messed with. Yeah, all great, and a lot of them are very subtle. Yeah. But then there's amazing tableaus sometimes, like <laughs> as ridiculous as it is. But when the cops come, when Hannibal escapes, yeah, and they finally get to his floor, yeah, and then they all come in and yeah, strike yeah, a yeah, pose. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Fucking nuts. It's great. Yeah. Also underrated, I feel like, is that cop with the mustache that goes all the way to his fucking ears. <laughs> that guy's great. It's Jim Pratt, Pamper, Jim Talk to him, son. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
I would say the part that is still, if you don't, if you're not familiar with the books or the, you know, like series or whatever in my case, or and yeah. if you don't have a guide <laughs> like I do, <laughs> I mean, this is the same way I relate to Dune. Like someone yeah. had to explain everything to me. Uh, Chilton remains the most confusing character. Absolutely. Like, why is he there? I mean, and it's not, Anthony Hill does a great job. Like mm-hmm. he, as you said, <laughs> performs just a skis yeah. bag, you know, like perfect. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what did they call him in the lobby? <laughs> that character. I don't remember. He's called him Barba. <laughs> yeah. Him. Anyway. You know, clearly just a disgusting opportunist. Yes, correct. Exploiting Hannibal. But, like, it's unclear, like, how that came to be or, like, why he's sort of, why Lecter is his project or why he feels that way. Yeah. Well, that's, I think that's supposed to be, so he's from, he's also in Red Dragon. Right. Um, And I think the point is that he considers himself to be, like, an intellectual uh Peer. Peer to yeah. Hannibal, yeah, yeah. and it's it's supposed to be a sort of like a mockery of of how yeah. he is nothing. He's he's stupid and he doesn't really know as much, but he considers himself to be the arch enemy essentially to Hannibal. He's the Moriarty. And, yeah, and Hannibal's like, I'm sorry, I will not talk to anybody but Will or Clarice. He My thinks babies. he's the Moriarty, but actually he's the Mycroft. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's the Mycroft. <laughs> he's Mycroft's assistant. <laughs> right. Uh, he's a. He's whatever Mycroft Watson is. Yeah, exactly. Which all those characters got to yeah. be on the spectrum. And this movie? No, Mycroft. Oh yeah, for sure. Sherlock. Barney is another one. Yep. He does, oh my God. Frankie Faison. <laughs> Frankie Faison. Or as I called him in the lobby, Eddie Paison. <laughs> to me, it's, always, it's so I hilarious to me that he has. I remember which one was fake. He, <laughs> his, his name is so Italian that. He's a real Faison. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> He's so good in this. You know, though, he was like... an extra in The Sopranos, you know. <laughs> he... I'm not a soprano, but okay. <laughs> He's like, um, he, yeah, his character is so like, and that character does a really good job of making you feel safe. Yeah, too. right. He does such a good job. He's always there for Clarice. It's so sweet. And like, like if you watch. like two lines. Yeah. He like lets her in and he's like, I'll be right here. Remember how he's. Anything. Sorry. And then, and then again, when she goes to the, he's like waiting outside for her yeah. and it's in raining rain. in the middle of the night and he's waiting outside and that's so fucking sweet and like he doesn't have to do that you know i mean he, he could wait by the door or something he didn't have to like be waiting outside i mean he's not standing in the rain for her that would have been psychotic but he's like under an awning or whatever like waiting for her and like she gets there and he just takes her inside and i'm like i don't know they're just like li- every character is is so there's so much depth to every single character in this movie and there's not really like, well, that was the other tableau I wanted to bring up is, uh, it's at the end when she's, but, uh, near the end mm-hmm. after the climax of when, she, yeah. after she shoots Bill, uh, but when they're bringing her out of the house, it's one of those where you see all these people pass in front of the camera before mm-hmm. they get to her. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't even know that that's the one that's like dense with information. Except you see Crawford there as well as some yeah. other people. Yeah, and they don't interact. But I'm like, oh, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, I like that. It really reminds me of. It reminds as a viewer. It reminds yeah. me that. I mean, this is one of those things that movies that are based on other sources, you know, yeah. books are usually, but like the balance of trying to get yeah. what to choose to keep. Yeah. And I would say, that, I mean, this film really does one of the better jobs, you know? Yeah, like, for sure. Yeah. Especially when it's established, or, you know, like it's the second book, right? Yeah. Yes. So, you know, it does, it has, it has not only carry all the information of that uh the novel the silence of the lambs yeah. but also the ex- established characters of yeah animal lector and yeah. chilton and yeah crawford yeah so kudos yeah um <laughs> uh, there was something i oh i remembered that i wanted to bring it up um i like oh i like that Catherine keeps precious does she? Like when they're taking her out, <laughs> she like has precious and they're like, here, give her to me. And she's like, no. Mm-mm. And she's like, she's uh, like, you're nice. okay. You're okay. See and she any? has, yeah, she keeps the dog. Um, Is that in that same scene? Yeah. Where you see, where you see. Starlings coming Starlings, out? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, see? Yeah. See? <laughs> oh, and then in the, in the book, I believe, things that are hilarious about the book. I told this to Keith last night. Hannibal oh, yeah. Hannibal has six fingers in the books. And I'm like, what? Why? Why is that so Wait. Like, why does he have six fingers? It's so ridiculous. Like, that's like a thing about him is that one of his hands has six fingers. It's, oh my God. So uh I believe in the book. It's been it's been a while since I've read it. It's been like 15 or more years. I need to read it again. But the bug guy. And oh, I yeah. remember in the book when he's like, she's like, are you hitting on me? And he's like, I am hitting on you. Yes. I remember in the book, she ends up hooking up. She, they sleep together. With that guy? Yeah. She's like, canonically, her character sleeps around a lot. That's awesome. <laughs> That's Yeah. Her character sleeps around a lot. Um, and, and uh, yeah. And. I don't remember. I got to reread Silence of the Lambs in particular because I don't remember a lot of a lot of things about it. I just remember that um, I was really surprised that she slept with the bug guy and that her and Crawford, I was disappointed that her and Crawford seemed to not have an affair. I was like, <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> but yeah, I would, I would recommend with a caveat that like it is, you know doesn't portray I mean it says it's not trying to but it also you know you if you're a trans person you might not feel good watching it yeah and there's there's a lot of violence against women but that's neither here nor there any last words before um well with anything like this you know it's basically it's sort of it's basically copaganda. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind. Yep. The FBI is not actually good at um, doing anything mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. keeping uh, 
uh, citizens from uprising. Correct. Yeah. Um, uh, serial killers exist, but not aren't should not be romanticized. Correct. Uh, media like this, it's hard not to watch it and not feel, you know, some kind of ooh, you know, like. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's why it's popular, you know. It's, right, yeah. Uh, sens- sensationalized depiction Correct. of something that is horrible. Yes. <clears throat> and, you know, that's a coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. And in, in, that's, like, the best side of it. <laughs> um, yeah. I just, you know, remember those things when yeah. you watched. Watch with care. <laughs> yeah. There you go. And I'm sorry, uh, dear. I didn't know you were gay. <laughs> I didn't know you were a gay. Bye. Doctor Lighter. Doctor Lighter. Doctor Lighter. Doctor Lighter. Dr. Lecter. Dr. Lecter. Dr. Lecter. Dr. Lecter.